Hello. Yes. Hello. And welcome to the Keen on Things podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Keen, and I am wiped out. It's Monday. It's Monday night. I'm wiped out. I was in Austin last weekend, and now I'm back working in Orange County. What a weekend it was. My brother and his wife, Katie, were in town, Austin, visiting Eric and Tori Sanders, who live there now. They are former neighbors together in Arizona. And Steve Byrne and I did shows at the Vulcan Gas Company right there on 6th Street in Austin. It's uh, the last remaining comedy club. All the other comedy clubs are kind of getting some distance on the city. Awesome. My throat is killing me. Um, They got to meet uh, Steve Byrne, which is good. It was amazing because it had been years in the making. I've been telling Steve about my brother and sister-in-law and my entire family and telling them about him and Gary Cannon, who wasn't uh, able to make the trip. But it was amazing. It was a great trip. The, the venue there, the Vulcan Gas Company, which is down there on 6th Street, more of a music venue, fun as hell, can be tricky on comedy, depending on the comedian's style. It can definitely be rough on my style. It's a bigger room. The audience can see much more than just you. It's a higher ceiling. There's other things illuminated. They can see each other too much. It's tougher to get them to focus. Comedy club is nicer because you're spotlit up there on stage and have their undivided attention. Undivided attention. May not seem like there's a difference, but it makes a huge difference. Believe me. Some acts, it doesn't make a difference. Whatever. Excuses. Whatever. Uh, get it done, right? Get it done. Be funny. Um... First, let me say, okay, so it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Throats, yeah, this is not good, but um, I think it's just like a cold working itself out, and now I can feel myself sneezing more, and then by the morning, I'll feel good. It's like a quick one. Let me say first that the views and opinions on this podcast are not the opinions or feelings of my employer. I am employed, and they are not the, uh, the views of my place of business. Anything I say can and will be used against me in a torture chamber at the bottom of a castle in England. In medieval times. All right, quick ad. Guys, iFinancial Group can take care of all your commercial equipment financing needs. What are you doing? It's not a company that's only going to take care of part of your needs. All of your commercial financing, equipment financing needs. With a one-page application, you can be pre-approved same day. Let Todd and iFinancial Group earn your business. All right? They don't want you to just give it to them. They'll earn it. They're happy to do it. Let them earn your business at 949-510-1590-949-510-1590 or email Todd Bodell at T. Bodell with two L's. T. Bodell at I, the letter I, financialgroup.com. Get that home-based business. Businesses are rewarded in ways that individuals and employees are not. So think about that. All right. Think about that. So Austin, uh, always amazing. Always a blast. My friends Jim and John also came out. Jim Matthews and our buddy John Round Rocker came out for the show. Sixth Street has a little homeless situation going on as well. Not just the West Coast, not just L.A. and San Francisco. Imagine that. California isn't the problem necessarily. Uh, On Saturday, Steve Byrne and I were riding around on scooters. Oh, what are they called? They're, 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 um, I forgot the name of them. Oh, I've got the app. Let me pull it up. What did we do? I didn't crash. I, I crashed the scooter. The the wheels. It's the wheels app. 
So we were on those cruising Austin. I crashed a scooter once in Korea, but I've been on many now. At the time, I hadn't, but I crashed one in the rain um, and scarred up my knee and elbow that I still have scars from. Ask me about it sometimes. Sometime. But uh, so we're cruising around on scooters. We ended up talking to a homeless dude for a good long while named Brooklyn. He's from New York and he was posted up there right at the edge of town. And he was telling us the hardships of it all, the realities of it all. Very sharp man. Nailed policy, nailed national budget, nailed these things. Not a bitter guy. Just talking, just engaging. Just talking. He, he was talking about the slave trade in Africa pre white involvement i was like what he was talking about the ivory coast how um they had a slave trade going without even european intervention uh that was already in place i didn't say a word um but anyway he's out there surviving what a guy brooklyn um living downtown there in austin trying to survive right under the freeway i didn't have cash on me went went and got some later I went back to look for him, but to no avail, I gave it to another. I'm sure he would have been fine with. Uh, but what a fun town. Blue Dot, Red State. Really good stuff. Amazing music. I, have I said amazing 10 times on this podcast? I could not believe how many uh, places are playing music there, daytime and night. Um, just like Fredericksburg. If you've ever gotten a chance to go to Fredericksburg, Texas, I think it's a little down towards uh, San Antonio more. Uh, one of the best weekends of my life was there. And Steve and my brother um, got to talking, and it was good. It was a great weekend. Um, we were staying downtown, which makes a difference. Anytime the club, downtown, and the lodging are all at the same place, those are the best gigs. Some clubs don't. Some clubs are saying, yeah, we're the, we're the such and such improv, but you're not, we're the Chicago improv. We're located in Schaumburg, 45 minutes north of the city. Swartz and I did that once. We went to Schaumburg. We went, well, we went to play the Chicago Improv, and we got rooms in Chicago. Get in the car to go to the show, and like we, we were late for the show because the driver's like, oh, Schaumburg? Yeah, it's 45 minutes away. That's where the club is. Anyway, uh, did Crackers in Indianapolis, and it was great. The club's downtown. You're like, cool, downtown club, but the lodging was like 40 minutes. It was brutal. Austin has a good open mic scene. So if you're a comic out there looking for a good open mic scene and you're tired of playing backyards in L.A., hit Austin. Uh, the city is way more open than L.A. and Southern California in general, even though Orange County is opening up. Um, and I was in L.A. last week for a thing and just too low of morale for me. Had to get out, right? Even though we can now stand three feet away from each other instead of six. So COVID is finally learning boundaries. You know, a pandemic can learn, you guys. A pandemic can learn. And then eventually it'll be like, you can get as close as you want. Uh, it was my fifth visit to Austin, and I was finally able to make it to Top Notch Burger. Top Notch. It's the fast food drive-in from the movie Days and Confused. It's outside the city a little, more of a residential area. People live around here. This ain't no residential district. It was more of a residential area. I just love landmarks, man. Even if it's like a shot in a film where things are made, you know, it's not even like a historical spot. Well, it can be, but it's like, you know, manufactured historical. Like, I love that stuff. That movie was filmed around 1991, came out a year later, 92-ish, summer of, I think. Uh, about that time, I was graduating high school my first year in college. 
So seeing that movie at that impressionable age is really, really profound, right? The movie takes place in 1976, filmed in 91, 92, 15-year difference. Um, so there's two different heydays, right? You have, you have when it took place and then when it was made. So that's always interesting, you know, and then you can look back. And now you have your age now that you look back. So it's kind of three different things. Um, my guess is that the top-notch burger stand was a holdover from the 50s, 60s. So it really connects a lot. You know, it's Texas fast food, let's say late 50s, 60s, into the, 17, into the 70s, kind of a residential area. Kids don't really go to 6th Street. They can't, they're not legal to drink. You know, they don't hang out with the college kids, but they have their own thing. They find their own little corners of the world. The burger was fine. It's a grill job, you know, very nice. More about the uh, ambiance, more about the location, right? Filming that movie must have been so fun. A bunch of young people. Some went on to stardom. Some went on to just be working actors. Others didn't go on to act at all. Whatever. But they have that moment in time. Just an amazing cast. And just so many types of characters represented. People we all know, you know. People we all know. People we all grew up with. You know, the idiots who do nothing. The idiots who play sports and excel. And they actually do something, um, you know, nerds, overthinkers, regular people, people that are fluid between social circles, stuff like that. From there, I took uh, Uber to the airport, took a direct flight to Austin, which was a dream on Friday, flight back last night, um, had a layover, just brutal on a Sunday evening when you're just trying to get home. You know, you're just trying to get home and you get a two or three hour layover in a place, your phone's just... you're sitting there waiting for it to charge. Everybody's passing through. But overall, great trip. Don't know how many more my body can take because we went huge Friday night. Um, that was Friday night. Jesus, that was just one of two nights after getting up at like 3.30 or 4 to fly, to drive up to L.A. and fly out of there. Okay, isn't this great? This podcast is one-third of the way over, guys. You're one-third of the way there. Give me all you, give me all you got. I only, you only got two-thirds left. Um that's how quick it is. So we don't have a lot of time together. Enjoy it. Saturday night show, I saw John Hardigan, guys, class of 91 at Santa Margarita. Old high school friend, great man, lead singer of the high school band that we loved. Uh, Stranger was the name of that band, Stranger. Hopefully he can do some singing at the reunion, the 30th year reunion coming up this uh, summer on campus down in Santa Margarita, California. John lives in Austin now, and uh, he's in software. And it's like a second, and Austin's like a second little Silicon Valley type thing. No taxes, so people are flocking. And uh, John's a great dude, played basketball his freshman year, started, and then uh, didn't want to lift weights or work out in the offseason, so he's like, I'm out. Went and washed, he told me he washed uh, tennis courts for, uh, was it 25 bucks a court? Made a ton of money because he was doing all kinds, because it didn't take him that long. He could do a court in a half hour. And for a 15, 16-year-old, that's pretty sweet. Um, so when I was in high school, I got to do an air guitar performance. When we were seniors, John, he was the original Robert Palmer. I mean, the, the original was Robert Palmer himself. But uh, John and seven beauties from my class went and auditioned for the air guitar, which was held with a month left in our senior year. We had a month left of our senior year. So it's May, June. Uh, 1991. I don't even know if young people know what air guitar is now. Just lip sync. Young people. How old? How did I get old so fast? God, it happened so fast. 
And so John and seven beauties from my class, you, could, you were allowed eight members in a uh, lip sync audition. You had to audition for this thing. And it was Simone, Christine, Andrea, Kelly, Diane, Lori, Sarah. Uh, they were the Simply Irresistible dancers from the Robert Palmer video and song. And they were dressed in like tight, snug black dresses cut off. And, and they rocked it. Slicked back hair, white makeup, lipstick. Got it. Yeah. Anyway, um, I, I wasn't even aware of an air guitar. I'm a senior. There's a lot going on. You're just, you're, you're flighty, like summer's coming up, you're out of school. Even though, why do you want to leave? Because it's the best place you're ever going to be, kind of. But for some reason, everybody wants to get out. But that's how it always is, right? Grass always greener. So we have the air guitar. And uh, young people don't know what it is. I, I just don't know how I got old so fast. I started comedy in my 20s, and it's I'm, I'm 20 years in, and, and I'm, anyway, okay. Anyway, I'm fine. So I didn't know this air guitar was happening. I'd heard something about the auditions the night before. All of a sudden, the next day, John Hardigan or Andrea Imlay comes up to me in first period and says, so you're going to need to replace John Hardigan uh, as our front man to our lip sync of Robert Palmer's Simply Irresistible? Because he has to go, he's in honors choir, not regular choir, he's in honors, which you, there weren't many guys in choir. So you're, if you were a guy in choir, you got bumped up to honors choir, which an A got you a 5.0 instead of a 4.0. And he was a good singer. And if it's honors choir, you can't miss those. And they were going to do a performance somewhere. I love that we're, that, that the fake music, the fake singers get an audience, but our advanced choir has to go travel to get an audience. That's phenomenal. Way to, way to embrace the arts, earth, world, country. Um, but people were like, yeah, so you're replacing John. Just everybody just told me. I, I, by period two or three, every single member, all eight of them had come up to me. Yeah, you're just replacing John. I didn't even have a say. Um. And it sucks because he was a great entertainer. He was great on stage. And he was, you know, he was in a band. So he could have probably actually sing the song. Uh, he was a natural performer. So it was a bummer that he couldn't do it. So, but they did the audition anyway, knowing that if they make it, he's going to miss it. But they wanted to try because maybe they don't make it. But they got passed. And they came to me. Who'd they come to? They came to me. You want to talk to me? They scoured the class for who was crazy enough to do it, who could learn the song. And they landed on me. Actually, there probably wasn't anybody left because there were some guys that emceed the lip sync. There were, anyway. I had a week or so to learn the song. I ran with it. Black pants, black penny loafers, black tie, white short sleeve button down, red, I'm sorry, red tie, black pants, black shoes. I had, this, I had the button down, white shirt with a red tie, red socks, slick back hair. And the girls had a great dance number. Um, I just had to be the front man. And... The girls had to learn an entire dance number, and they were great. They were fantastic. One of them had to do a solo riff on a guitar, and before the show, we were rehearsing, and they were in the women's locker room, and they, and I had to go in there to rehearse with them, right? I can't rehearse. What am I going to rehearse alone? So I was in there, and like all the girls, you know, you're an 18-year-old boy, and all the girls are getting dressed like in front of you and stuff. You're backstage in the uh, dressing room, and uh, I don't know. It's just a, a great moment, but I remember not really thinking libido at that time. I just wanted to nail the song. And uh, they were great. The girls were great. We came in fifth, which was fine because there were like 12 acts and everybody knocked it out of the park. It was a tight, tough competition. The winners definitely deserved. They were a bunch of guys, six guys that did Village People, Macho Man, and uh, they knocked it out of the park. There was no doubt. They were booked, even in the, in the, in the lineup, they were put last because Mr. Marks 
the guy who put it on, our activities director, a good friend, great man, um, he knew they were going to rock it out. So he's like, let's just put them last. He knew they were headliners. The guy knew how to run a show, okay? The guy does events internationally, guys. He, he, put, he makes Super Bowls. He produces Super Bowl halftime shows. Okay, so he knew what he was doing. Um, but I was very happy with fifth place because uh, so many were so good. They were great acts. And it was the perfect cap to our senior year and four years of fun. It was a great group, real special. And the girls looked amazing. And they made me look good. And John, so John tells me the other night as I'm leaving, he's like, hey, man, I, you still owe me from, getting, from, getting, from me getting you that gig. And I do. I owe him huge. Uh, so great guy. Thank you, John Hardigan. Same spelling as the last name of our football coach, which wasn't a problem at all over the years for him. Um, guys, we're more than halfway through. Isn't this easy? So um, I still haven't seen my other buddy who lives in Austin. Played football with us, Chad Cunningham. Missed him again. He's a sushi chef at a place called Tomodachi's in North Austin. <clears throat> Tomodachi means friend in Japanese. If you ever get a chance, get in there. Go say hello. He's about to have a baby, so that'll be great. I like to know that it can still be done. You know, we're 47, 48 people. People my age are 47. People in my class. So it's not too late yet. You know, Hugh Grant, I heard him on a podcast recently, Mark Marin. He had a child at 53. Kevin Nealon, 53. So good. I mean, obviously multi-millionaires but uh anyway good for chad you know and i'll tell you either i have to get married and have a kid or by law as a white male heterosexual in my late 40s i have to become a serial killer mass shooter like i don't want to do those things i've got it i'll do the i'll do the marriage stuff but those are my only two choices it seems like um for me not having a family children was based on the idea that i was going to be doing stand-up and traveling forever since that's halted and probably not coming back to the place it was before or to the pace it was before and the frequency of gigs, I don't see that coming back maybe ever. Then you start thinking about that. You know, you start going, well, maybe, you know. Um, but I don't want to bring more, uh, more weight onto the carbon footprint of the earth. So, yes, I do think about that stuff. Anyway, I'll see Chad next time I'm in town for sure. I'll go and see, get some Austin sushi. When you think sushi, you think Texas. Uh, Chad and I watched the Super Bowl together once. I think it was our junior year, and it was just the two of us. And we had like Little Caesars pizza. It was two for one, pizza, pizza. And we got a bunch of chips, soda. And the Niners beat the hell out of the Broncos. Um, and the Spanish test I had the next day that I didn't study for beat the hell out of me. Thank you, Miss Lima. Uh, so that was good. And that leads nicely into um, the 30th. Yeah, she was brutal. Miss Lima was brutal. I remember, I think I got a D in her class. And one of, I think our guidance counselor, our academic counselor, just gave me a C. She's like, yeah, I'm just, I'm going to give you a C. There's, you just, this is a mess. I'm, a D is not going on your report card because somebody, you know, went off on a whim and just went into a bad mood and gave, gave everybody Ds and Fs. Um, Guys, I got my 30th high school reunion coming up this summer. I'm going to be helping out huge with uh, our friend Monica from our class. She's she's doing all the grunt, and uh, I'm just kind of handling some uh, hedge work as well as her team. And it's uh, alumni, my old high school, and it's uh, it's good. It's a good time. I'm looking forward to it. I've been doing some posts on different people I went to high school with, and it's fun. The, the writing is liberating to make jokes about somebody else, but also building them up at the same time. You know, this whole thing the last few weeks has been a transition. 
which is what life is, transitions of what you want. What I wanted in my 20s when I started stand-up comedy versus what I want in my late 40s. Not sure. There's too much of a difference, maybe, you know. Still want people to be happy, laughing, realize how absurd and lucky this whole thing is to have happened. Life on this rock, hurtling with a T on RTL through space. Is there a God? Does God have regrets about making us or allowing us to continue? I don't know. When I mention my age, I worry more about people in this reunion talk. I worry more about people I grew up with who don't want to hear how old we are. They don't want to be reminded. I don't care for myself. I don't I don't see age. I never have. Maybe I, I haven't had a family because I don't want those yard markers in my life. You know? I don't want to be, you know, on the clock. But I'll tell you there's some happy people my age that had families and kids young. You know, I'm old enough now to have some some empty nesters as friends. Some of my friends are empty nesters almost, I think. I don't think well, I don't know if I have any yet. Anyway, I'm thinking of a few families who are close, and they are chomping at the bit. Not that they don't love their Kodomos, but uh, they're seeing part of that finish line, boy. There is no finish line, but you know what I mean. That was a great line in the movie Parenthood, when Jason Robards admits to his son Steve Martin, the oldest, that there is no finish line, and that he wasn't a perfect father. He softens. He was the hardest, you know. He was hardest on the oldest, which happens. He was hardest on Steve Martin's character. And he's like, look, son, there's no finish line. And Steve Martin's like a great son. Parents don't know, man. Even with the help of grandparents, they don't know. Even with all the books written and all the money and all the lessons, parents just do their best, right? They've got these organisms and offspring hanging onto them for dear life, and the expectations are through the roof. And they nail it. What? So anyway, I'm helping out my old high school. Not so old. 30 years old. Really bringing me back. A lot of good memories. Some tough ones. Hoping people have the same this summer. I w- it was a fortunate, unique situation. We were the first graduating class. We were seniors for four straight years. Eighth graders for five straight years. We were the oldest kids in the class. Didn't get picked on. When kids would get transferred in, saw Kelly today. Kelly Rice made a good point. And she was talking about two or three of the girls that transferred in. Sarah, who was one of the dancers. Jen. Worley and Sarah Simmons and Kirsten Capbianco transferred in as sophomores, and they just brought the level up of the class. Like it was just a little bit more cooler, a little more, a uh, little more badass, and just uh, it was great. It was great. They just didn't give an F. Man, I'm dying here with my throat. Okay, we had some trouble in the mid '90s, our high school, and it sucks. Right? It sucks. So many great kids came out of there, and uh, I think a lot of us, most of us, had a bad taste in our mouth for a long time, and some always will. And to those who took the brunt, I salute you, man, because you are survivors, you are victims, and I hope you or I hope they are finding peace and living well and taking those experiences and sharing them and making the world better and turning them into positive things, healing for them, I hope. Um, I've been getting in touch with a lot of people. Facebook, Facebook, LinkedIn have made that possible. Nice to give them a plug, get them some money. Trying, uh, I'd like to develop a network for our alumni that people can get with. You know, I'd like a high school version of the USC type network. You don't have to be a USC fan to appreciate what that means in Southern California. UCLA, amazing too. Whatever, no matter where you go, be great. Carroll College networking, or if you want work in Helena, Montana. And you went to Carroll College, boom, 
you nailed it. I mean, you're going to get so far ahead of someone that didn't. So I'd like a LinkedIn type thing for alum for my high school. 11,000 alumni now from ages 19 to 49. Right? It's a big one. It's a big one. 30 years. Met with a man last week who does a mentorship with his old high school, and it's just great. Want to implement that with my old high school. Again, not so old. Um, Where are we here? Okay, we're at 24. Okay, really quick, uh, I want to talk about, I didn't have a girlfriend in high school. Maybe that's why I got to know so many people in my time there. I thought the girlfriend would take away from how much fun I was having. You know, I did school, I did sports, and I was social. I didn't take vacations. Different friends would go on vacations and want me to come along, and I never went. One, I didn't have much time since I played football and didn't want to waste my weekends when they were open to be spent away because other people didn't, didn't play. Like they, had a, they knew what life was like. I didn't know what free time was like where I lived, but they knew what free time was. So I didn't want to spend my free time in a place I didn't know. Um, so we didn't have a lot of time on weekends. I went, if I'd go away with one, I wouldn't get to see like my four or five friends. And it's like, oh, great, I, I only spent time with one friend. Um, I got to cram it all in a day. And a half. Uh, I can't go, you know, snow skiing, uh, water skiing, whatever. I went on retreats because all the other kids were going. So if there was a trip with a lot of people, I would do that. Between academics and sports and social life, I didn't have time, man. I didn't have a girlfriend. So also, late bloomer didn't have much of a libido until those Montana winters, boy. You get primitive when that shite goes down. So uh, trying to get as many people to this reunion as possible. My friend's uh, Casey Wilson O'Rourke. She has a great podcast. So does Bronwyn from Class of 92. Would like to get people listening to that. Uh, our class only had 220 people on a campus that now holds 2,000. So it was an entire city uh, that just a few of us occupied. Very bonding experience. You know, faces. You know those faces, even though you don't have conversations with people. But for four years, you're in the same classroom as them, staring at them, you know, looking at them. Seeing them around, passing them in the hall, seeing them at lunch. That's significant, right? Even though you don't talk to them. It's crazy. You know a lot about them. Some people move on and remember nobody. Others remember a lot. Some remember the weirdest things, the weirdest moments. Most are a little bit of everything and don't obsess. I am definitely not most. I obsess. I look forward to seeing as many people as possible. I think it's because I went to so many different schools as a kid and moved a lot. So my high school was the first time in a long time that I was at the same school for a long time, four straight years. Up until that point, I was in five different schools uh, over a course of five years. So going to this high school, um, it was you know the first time in a long time. I went back uh, to the same place, four straight years, four straight autumns. Same with my friend Andy. He was He moved around a lot too. And for both of us, it really became a home because it's like where we kind of planted at the right age, at the right time, at a great moment. It was Camelot, this place we went to high school. Um, And maybe I never dated because I viewed everyone like a sibling, which is weird. Let me tell you something. I have some good-looking siblings. (laughs) Hubba, hubba. Uh, So that's part of it. So I think I'm going to use some of this material when I talk to the group this summer, if I do, which I will. Um, All right, that's all I got, guys. That's all I got. Where are we? All right, we're wrapping up here. Uh, so this uh, this week, I'll be watching uh, a football game on Thursday at the Santa Annabelle, Jay Sarah versus Santa Margarita. Come check it out. I don't know if you can, but it'll be online. Check it out online. Um, no shows on the books for a long time. So I will be in uh, Orange County indefinitely, which is fine with me. But 
anyway. I'm a new... Uh, we've come to that point in the show, guys. The end of the episode. Where it's Patrick Keene's Tweets of the Week. On Monday, I tweeted, Hey, being Irish is great if you like getting sunburn in the rain. Because <laughs> it rained on uh, that day, and I still got sunburn. I think you get it. Okay, on Tuesday, I tweeted, 20 years ago, I vowed to start doing stand-up comedy if everyone promised not to laugh. And they've kept that promise, you guys. So, You know how you say, hey, do you promise not to laugh? Well, they've done that. On Wednesday, I tweeted, people ask me why I drink alone so much. I tell them, peer pressure. Get it? Peer pressure? Meaning it's me that's making me drink. I don't know if people get that joke when it's only in print form. I don't know if they get it at all. I really don't. I don't know if people get any of this stuff. That I do. Okay, on Thursday, I tweeted, raisins just got me too'd by raisinettes. Hilarious. God, I can't believe that. Okay. I got away with that? No. On Friday, I tweeted, just took an Uber from farm to table. Wow. Scraping the bottom of the barrel here on some of these. Okay. So that's it. I mean, that's that's it. Thank God. Mercifully. That's it for Patrick Keene's Tweets of the Week. Uh, lost some great people this past week. A buddy of mine, um, his wife, well, she's a friend too. And uh, I'll get into that ensuing weeks dealing with that the whole community is um and uh yeah we uh we survive right try to love each other all that stuff thanks for listening be sure to subscribe keen on things podcast k-e-a-n-e just like the band in england uh bill keen who wrote family circus just like him and uh i don't know that i ever talk about anything new definitely nothing important but the good news is i do it all in 30 minutes or less all right, guys, keen on things, um, keen of comedy on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Hang in there, man, day to day, hour to hour. Split the days in half, half a day at a time. And, uh, yeah, we'll get through it, right? Endure. Endure. Find the goodness and uh, higher platitude. Love you. Thank you. Bye.